page burners. Is this the introduction already? Or are we doing? I don't know. I kind of like the whole licking the microphone thing, but it might also be better just to wow. not give them the context of that and just go right into it. That's fair. Like start with what you just said. Yes, yeah. <laughs> what I just said. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. welcome to page burners once page again. Page burners. Page burners. This week. We are going after... Well, you gotta do the full intro. You gotta give us our tagline. You know what? Give us our the tagline. The podcast that we, where we give bad takes on bad literature. There we go. That, that's it. Join the mediocrity, for, my friends. Not for kids, because misogyny. Yes, this week... Misogyny is not for kids. Got some trigger warnings for you. Uh, there's a lot of misogyny. There's some racism in here. Um, basically, a lot of heavy... Uh, negative language towards women in general. Um, so, if that stuff uh, really, really offends you and you don't want to laugh at this ridiculous uh, individual who we do not support, thank you for that disclaimer. Uh, then maybe this episode is not for you. Uh, you might be noticing we got a third person here. Um, so we're going to read a book about a pickup artist. Mm-hmm. And we decided that we needed someone more qualified <laughs> to tell us just their opinions on pickup artists. Ooh. So we got our friend Brienne here. Hello. Hello, Brienne. Hello, Cameron. Hello, Jacob. We've never had guests. I don't know the protocol. I don't here. either. What's interesting? <laughs> well, Brian uh, has introduced me to a few good books on on like feminist literature and, and things like that. So when uh, we're going into something this deeply misogynist, my mind went straight to who would <laughs> thrash this <laughs> best. And uh, I know as, I'm quite honored. Yes, as qualified as we are, Cameron. Uh, or underqualified. We're unqualified. That's We're a whole shtick. That is the whole shtick. Um, <laughs> it's, it's honestly sacrilegious that we have a qualified person on this. You know what? That's that's very true. That's very true. Quick, give us your unqualifications. What are your unqualifications? My unqualifications. Um, oh man. Well, I um, I do enjoy the song "Hungry Like a Wolf," even though it's totally about a creepy stalker. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's an unqualification okay. to talk about the subject. Um. <laughs> I am asexual, so I'm virtually impossible to pick up. So that's another unqualification, Neat. I suppose. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, those are the, mo- the main two things that come to mind. Yeah. All right. So, you know, so Duran Duran, good. usually. <laughs> and then, like, LGBTQ community, I guess. All right. Excellent. They're, like, on, on the same level of importance in someone's life, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, Jacob, tell us about this book. All right. So I want to introduce you to The Best of Rouge V, Volume 2. I could not find volume one. Do we want to find volume one? Uh, in, in all honesty, uh, since we're all about mediocrity, <laughs> I'm okay leaving the imaginations of what is in volume one uh, to my imaginations. There we go. Dig it. Uh, but Rouge V um, is a... He's got a, a history with the alt-right and with General misogyny and pickup artistry. Uh, He's written several books about how to, quote, bang uh, different nations. Yikes. So you'll find the whole nation. Yeah, basically, like, he'll have a book called, like, Bang Italy or Bang France. You know, because all women from one country are going to be exactly the same. This is super tangential, but have you ever read a webcomic called Flork of Cows? No, I haven't. It's, I don't, it's dumb humor. 
it's like MS Paint drawn and whatnot, but mm-hmm. he's got a whole series where he did Country Stabber. <laughs> it's just a guy who fights countries that are on legs. Like, oh, here's the country. Like of, the shape of Italy. Yeah, it's the shape yeah. of Italy. And he's like, That's a boot. It will literally kick you. I'm gonna stab it with my country yeah, stabbing knife. Goodness. So that kind of reminds me of that. It was like, Oh, country banger. <laughs> Rouge. <laughs> Unfortunately, he is. Uh, more malicious <laughs> than a country stabber. Mm. Um, but, um, do, 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 anything else I want to say about this? You know what? I think I want to dive in. All right. So this first little bit, I think we're going to spend a little bit more time to understand Rouge in this first episode. Uh, uh, there's a lot of contradictions in here as there's no sense in being a misogynist, so you have to make these weird, twisted justifications one way, and then you have to backtrack and do the other way. Um, it's just all around wrong. Um, but he opens this book on a chapter about understanding women. And this Sounds is, like he's a really a guy who understands women. Very so much I think so. this is a good uh, start. When you open the book... About how to understand women, it's usually a sign that you like. You're trying to prove that you do, which not great for ethos when you yeah. have to immediately. Make yeah, he he very much doesn't. Uh, but this is his first chapter, and I think getting into the mindset that he has on women because this is what he feels women are. And that may sound like I'm generalizing and saying, oh, well, maybe he just doesn't like certain types. Um, he basically almost always uses women in a general term. I'm also looking over your shoulder and noticing that the first headline is the true nature of women. So yes, the true nature of women. This so that's is, a good start. so this is a compilation of different blog posts that he's made over the years and he's organized them into chapters and a lot of the, a lot of these just come off as very rantish. Um, but this first one I found was pretty structured, and I think that's why he put it first, because it might make him look okay. Um, it does not. It, it didn't work. Um, but the first line uh, grabbed me, and it says, Water takes the shape of the container it fills. And when I heard that, I immediately thought of Bruce Lee, uh, because he makes this quote right here. This is what it is, okay? I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. Bruce Lee, Rouge B, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll be on the same level. Yeah, so, so when I when I hear this quote from Bruce Lee that Rouge V stole, <laughs> I'm going to say stole because the only other person I've heard from that, heard say this in a popular sense was Bruce Lee. Um, when I heard that, I was like, okay, so you want to be malleable. You want to be able to to change and to be uh, su- subject to your environment a bit. To, go with the flow. Yeah, go with the flow kind of thing. Get it? Because it's water? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, that is not what he means. 
Um, but we'll get into it. That is his thesis statement. And I'm going to keep at that because he writes some nonsense in the next part that literally does not make sense and is incomprehensible. Water takes the shape of the container it fills. I went back to Poland, but this time in Warsaw, its capital city, with expensive clubs, heightened, com heightened competition stemming from a strong need to prove oneself and lots of men. I saw ratios worse than Washington, D.C. Polish girls, who I believed had genetic sweetness, were asking me to buy them drinks with not care about getting to know me. Okay, wait, genetic sweetness. Yep. As opposed to artificial sweetener? <laughs> Ain't no sweeten, though. This is the real deal. But they just have like high blood pressure, high blood sugar, like as a genetic deficiency. The whole, uh, the, the women of Poland all are hypoglycemic. This like, it, it's one thing if they said like natural sweetness, but genetic sweetness. Yeah, this, this guy has a thing, and we'll, there's better examples of it later, but this guy is pretty white supremacist from what I gather. Okay. Um, I mean, all right. Yep, he's all right. Yep. Uh, uh, who I believed had genetic sweetness were asking me to buy them drinks with not a care about getting to know me. Uh, are both of your parents Polish? I would ask. And their parents as well. Girls danced with phones in their hands, checking Facebook every minute. They gave me their number with no intention to hang out. This was not the Poland I remember. <laughs> if Poland's not, if the Polish girls aren't bowing to you when. Then what's the point of Poland? You're literally in a club. What are you expecting? Who are kind of, what kind of people are you expecting to meet? Yeah. So he's, he's upset that he's striking out? Yeah. He he went to a club oh, poor and he boy. started dancing with people. And he was surprised that girls expected him to buy them a drink. That's what you do. It's what clubs are about. Yeah. Okay, all right. I went three hours east by bus and soon received the Polish pleasures that I originally came back for. Define what these Polish pleasures are. Oh, I bet he will. Give he, me some details. He actually does not. Hmm. He leaves it ambiguous and creepy. He likes the like, sausages. I feel like Polish pleasures <laughs> is like a condom brand. <laughs> like... Doesn't it just sound like that's what that would be? Or something, something like that. Anyway. Polish pleasures. Yeah, I just wanted to... Extra read. large. Thanks, I hate it. I gotta take a sip of water from that. <laughs> <laughs> His first premise is, generally girls at popular clubs want to party with friends and avoid commitment, and this is a bad thing. <laughs> Why are you there, sir? <laughs> Okay. It's yeah. it's bad to party with friends. It's bad to party with friends. And if you're not going to get laid, then you're not a person. <laughs> is that what? It is? Oh, we'll get to that later. Oh no. <laughs> uh, I tried a new strategy in Romania. A new strategy that was not going to clubs. In Romania, the club comes to you. After three weeks of travel, experience. I, or? <laughs> after three weeks of travel, I concluded that. Uh, sorry. I meant to skip this part. Doo, 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 doo. Quality content. Quality content. Enjoy the mediocrity. Uh, no girl in Cluj asked me to buy her a drink, but two girls yelled at me. One, because I didn't move from her spot 
in the bar, and another for a trivial reason that I forgot about as soon as her neck cocked back and forth, yelling at me like she was a black American girl. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Okay. Mm. All right. Yep. Not awesome. What page is this? Uh, this is page two. Oh. <laughs> so we're starting already. Yep, yep, yep. Um, by the way, I just like the idea that, like, some girl's yelling at him, and he doesn't even know it's like, why? Like, he doesn't even listen <laughs> to what's going on. It's so trivial that he couldn't remember, but he definitely remembered being yelled at. Yeah. Oh, they were mad at me. And for no reason. I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> and it, not that I listened. Yeah, not that I listened. Uh, they should Anyway. <laughs> what caused them to get so angry at me when no girl in Burkharest or Iasi... Uh, have ever given me a sneer. It's the same country. Are they not all from the same stock? Or was no, it? No, that's not oh. how people work. That's yeah, migration. Mm-hmm. I think. What are you doing in there? You're not automatically but, Polish by being in that country. No, it's not even an ethnic thing. It's just like a, a people are individuals thing. Yeah, it's like, actually like a sociological. Um, principle that people assume that the group that they're a part of is all different, but every other group is completely uniform with each other. Oh. Yeah. It's like a part of human nature, but if you know about it, then hopefully you won't do it, and this guy has no intention of knowing about it. Is that where avoid it. is that why racists often like can't tell a difference between other people the same race? Yes. Oh. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's why like there's a lot of assumptions about like, oh, all black people do this, all Asian people yeah. are like this. Sort of but stereotypes but come you from. see a lot of differences within your own racial group or your own religious group, like, oh no, we're all different, but they're all the same. Yeah. It's yeah. not awesome. Yep, yep, yep. Sociological term is not awesome. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, are they not all from the same stock? Or was it simply that the local conditions of Cluj, which had a surplus of men from all of, over Europe, allowed girls to behave in such a way, but still get what they wanted? Would a girl display a single negative trait if it prevented her from finding a good man or living comfortable a comfortable life? Oh, how I can't believe men would allow women to do that. Yeah. So unwomanly. That's his sec- that's his second premise, which uh once again to to summarize, two girls once yelled at me during a two month Romanian bar hop. Uh therefore women and I have been given too oh my bad. Therefore women have been given too much from men, and that's what makes them crazy. Yeah, because we have too much freedom that was granted to us by you generous, generous male folk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't so, you feel thankful? So thanks for that. Yeah, thanks so for that. So you have read this book. <laughs> <laughs> There's chapters that basically, like, Ugh. that basically say uh, women should not have freedoms or women should not have choices. I thought this was about picking up women. Uh... No, but before we go into that, we have to understand them. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I hate this so much. So much. Also, the second chapter is about fixing women. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, no. please, yes. please oh. look, tell me how to do that. Yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. So, Ooh. next spot. Uh, next premise before he gets into kind of wrapping it up. Um, I appeared on four separate Romanian TV channels, soaking in local fame, trying to get easy lays. 
I was recognized more times in the ensuing two months than I have ever in my home city. When a girl stared at me, I wasn't sure why she was looking, but I hoped it was because she knew of me, and it would help her help get in her pants, as is the fashion of American celebrity culture. Very early on... Tom Hanks wouldn't do that. He wouldn't. He's better than that. He is better than that. Everyone knows it. I got a big surprise. Girls who knew of me and my writing played some of the hardest, most, most lethal game I had ever seen in my life. One girl stood, stood me up. Another was testing me to the point of frustration as kind as I was to her. Another tried to put words in my mouth, serving up challenges when I wasn't doing the same. And then your existence is a challenge to all the rest of us. It's almost as if like these women had heard of this douchebag. And that's why they didn't treat you well because oh. they know a little bit about you and that is enough. It sounds like those people who like get a scam call and try to waste the scammer's time for as long as they can. Shout out to Sam Beach. Yeah. Sam Beach? James Beach. Sam Beach is my yeah, friend. Same. James uh, Beach. James Beach, yeah. <coughs> With the rubber ducks and the Yes, the, that one. Yeah. Kid Boga yeah. is my, my favorite. Mm, that is a good one. Anyway, watch James Speech. And then I would meet a girl who did not know me, often in the same venue, and she would be the nicest girl in the world. Because she didn't know you. It's almost no. like you have bad charisma. Mm-hmm. Uh, not unlike my first experiences in Poland, I have no doubt that the girls who acted bitchy towards me would be sweet to the next guy who came along afterwards, suggesting there was a sort of switch that women could flick depending on the circumstances they found themselves in and the man they were meeting. Well, the thing about people is that they treat people who respect them with more kindness than they than they tend to treat people who don't respect them. So the fact that they treat him like that and treat someone else not like that, not indicative of bitchiness. Also, I hate the word bitchiness yes. because it's like why do we have to gender being a jerk like uh, jerks are jerks why do you have to make it gendered but I, anyway i am going to use some pretty harsh language here because it is written oh yeah i understand that I, oh man you want to sully your tongue i'm the one that usually bleeps out my own swear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. i'm just sharing um, my opinion on the word yep 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 um so in conclusion this premise is <laughs> women don't want to sleep with me when they get to know me. Yeah, and that's, that, I could see that. And yeah, that's their fault that. for acting repulsed. <laughs> Not your fault for being repulsive? Okay, all right. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I don't feel... Am I supposed to feel bad for him at this point? Uh, like, how does sorry, this lead into sir? fixing women? Not, not this. Yeah, I'm scared side. of that. That's that's a complete... Your face is everything chapter. right now. Um, the listeners can't see it, but I can, and yeah. that matters. Uh, and then he begins to reel it in. Women are not born wearing heels. That is accurate. They are not. Tell me, tell me when this gets inaccurate. Okay. They are not born with the knowledge to take care of long hair. Also accurate. Or to put on makeup. Accurate. They are not born ready to honor their commitments. Who is? Okay. Such women are made. But even after that making, both macro environments and micro triggers will release what you do not want to be released. Because within every woman on this... (laughs) (laughs) 
Because within every woman on this planet, regardless of her education or background, is a bitch, a a slut, a gold digger, a flake, a cheater, a backstabber, a narcissist, and an attention whore who is dying to get out, and that if certain conditions arise, and she is placed in in a certain container at a certain temperature, will thrust her worst upon you, and this, I'm afraid, is the true nature of women. That was one sentence. Okay, so Holy. he's disgusting. Holy yeah. shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he thinks okay. he's a good guy in his story after saying yeah. Oh, yeah, he has to be the nice guy. Like, I've been nitpicky works. about this guy but um, up to now, but holy crap. Okay. The thing about people, mm-hmm. women and men and all the in-betweeners, is that um, we're all different mm-hmm. and we all have lots of aspects of our personality that come out at different points. And I understand if that was what he was trying to say, but you don't have to say like inside every woman is a bitch and all these other things because mm-hmm. gross. Um, there's there's definitely times where all of us will act less than perfect. Oh, for sure. But and no like but- part times where or parts of yourself that you're not proud of come out. That's That's part of being a human being. Yeah. But it is not specific to women, and um, we are not all attention whores also. Yeah. That's it, disgusting. He's gross, very, and I hate him. You will, I'm glad you pointed out this one one thing. <clears throat> he's, he's applying basically all these negative traits solely to women. Mm-hmm. And like men are way above this. No, we're perfect. Yeah. We're perfect in every way. We're virtual. The only the only problem with you is you gave us too much freedom. Of course. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was the mistake. Yeah, that was the one mistake the men made. All the, all the rest is on us <laughs> as women. Uh, this is the true nature that will come forth if society doesn't put constraints or limitations Ooh. on a woman's behavior. And choice. Yes. This is volume two. Women should not be allowed to make their own choices because if they do, it's going to turn out terrible. We got men, they got to do that for them. What was volume one like? Yikes. Listeners, this is page three. <laughs> page three. Uh, there are th- about, about 300 pages. Yeah, approximately. A little less than, a little shy of 300 pages. That's disgusting. Yep. He's a despicable human being. Yep. No, I thought we were just going to make fun of him being a, uh, just bad at pickup artists, but thinking he's good. Or oh, there's plenty of that in here, too. I no, didn't... this is way more problematic than that. This is his opening chapter. Yep. This is, this is the one that has <laughs> the most structure in it, that it could pass as an argumentative essay like a, yeah it's like i feel bad because when we did jeremy seagal's book like we were trying hard not to make fun of him personally mm-hmm. like it was very much we were trying to make fun of the work as it was written mm-hmm. and that sometimes you know reflect poorly on him but we were trying to make it personal but there is no possible way we can read this no i'm i'm after this guy personally yeah, yeah. let yeah. me see his picture on the back oh He's got a puppy in it because he knows. Oh, he looks so normal. Yeah, he looks real. What the heck? Isn't that great? I'm how sorry, Pug. You deserved better. He looks like Jacob Geller on oh, YouTube. No, I, that is. I don't know who that is either. I'm sorry. Sorry watch, to Jacob Geller. Big fan. You're not an asshole. Watch, watch Jacob Geller. <laughs> um, I don't know who this is. Watch Jacob Geller. Yeah, he looks uh, so normal. But, I don't like. But this. here's the thing: we also go around with the assumption that like normal or attractive looking people aren't the ones doing harm to our society. Which is 
very not true. So that's a that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. So don't don't think so because someone looks normal that they are. Yeah, that they're not all right and terrible. And just because someone has a pug, oh, he does look like him. I, I'm showing a picture of Jakey Keller. And just because someone has a pug doesn't actually make them a good person, which is unfortunate for the pug. Very unfortunate. <sighs> Sorry, pug. He probably treats that dog better than he treats women. I hope so. I, I mean, mean I, mean, I don't hope his- that he treats women worse than the <clears throat> dog, but I hope for the dog's sake that he's the dog is treated. I'm going to stop. He's, yeah, he's no, got no. a treat. <laughs> so, <laughs> an, a, little bit, a little bit more context. Uh, Brienne also works with animals. Yes. Quite a bit. So, her love of animals often gets put out there. Yes. Yep. He's got to treat one of his bitches right. <laughs> I'm very really, sorry. Cameron. Cameron. That, that came into my mind and I had to let it out. You're keeping that on the recording. So you can be for shame in eternity. Oh, I'm very sorry. Anyway. Uh, there's no other conclusion that I can arrive at when I've witnessed how easily women degrade into this negative condition. And more importantly, how much they love it. Okay. How with just a little bit of practice, women love being a bitch, love attention whoring, and love exerting any bit of power they have over men to validate themselves and feed their starving self-esteem. I'm sorry, who likes attention whoring? (laughs) To be fair, also... um Women, some women might want to be able to exert a little bit of power over men because we've had none for how many millions of years? Not millions, mm, thousands of thousands, years. Thousands, 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 hundreds. Yeah. Thousands so, like of- in that, like, well, yeah, maybe. I mean, obviously not the attention whoring and everything else, but like exerting a little bit of power. Yeah, yeah, we'd yeah. like to have some. Yeah. He he talks about how that's actually a problem later on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to continue on this paragraph because it has one of the weirdest metaphors in it. Oh, I um, love a good weird metaphor. Uh, to validate themselves and to and feed their starving self-esteem. To see men not as men, but items in a supermarket that they can shop through at their leisure. Oh, you if, mean like how men have literally seen women for thousands of years? The, irony, the old switcheroo. Right. The irony yeah. is lost on him. If they happen to be in a sour mood, they would not hesitate to abandon a full cart of groceries and walk out, letting the stock boy put everything back on the shelves, not at all concerned about the increased headache she created for him. Okay. So in this metaphor, this woman's shopping for men and just piling a bunch of them into this grocery cart, and she doesn't care, and then she abandons the lot of them, and then there's a real grocery boy clerk <laughs> that has to, has, put to these, put them all back. has to put these men. Oh, I feel bad for that kid. This dude, you know he's like 16. He's like, I don't know how to do this. This isn't my job. Is that like, what a therapist is? I feel like this supermarket thing is actually a, like some kind of personal issue that he had in the past. And <laughs> Maybe he was the supermarket yeah, boy. He was a supermarket boy. He's like, he's oh, like people do this. oh my goodness, this empty cart I found or this full cart I found, I have to put it all back. I bet it was a woman. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm kind of thinking of like how literally throughout history, like women have always been the ones to take care of everything in the house. So usually it was like the man making like a sloppy mess all over the house and she has to go and 
clean it all up and take care of it all. So it's funny that he's like whining about the exact same thing in the opposite. I just wanted to put yeah, that up. No, this, this whole yeah. thing's just agony. <laughs> it, it really is. It's so lost on him, too. <coughs> Coordination. Should I do that, too? Yeah, if you want. <laughs> Can't believe you didn't cough with us. I have seen this too many times to discount. And I haven't. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't have to be a scientist for six years to conclude. Wait. <laughs> tell me you're not a scientist. Sir. Please tell me he's not a scientist. So I've looked. I have not seen anything on Wikipedia suggesting he has scientific credentials. I cannot imagine that he would. And later on, he also references a six year period in which he worked in like some professional office setting, which I think, I think he's. He's got to be lying about the science stuff because I can't find. And in my opinion, I think he's lying about this because I haven't found anything on the internet about him being an actual scientist. Well, I mean, is he just saying like, "Oh, I didn't need to be a six scientist for six years to figure this out"? Like, it's just really specific, it's like oddly weird. specific. Oh, well, yeah, it's not yeah. rocket science. I, I think he is claiming that he was a scientist without actually saying years. it because now he's not responsible for it because he never said he was. Exactly. He's a he's a womanologist. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't <laughs> six years. I didn't have to be a scientist for six years to conclude that if men cannot keep women in the right container at the right okay. temperature by force, by force, he does say by, by force. force. Hashtag rape culture. Through uh, he is a rape apologist, by the way. Uh, by by force <laughs> through application of law or shaming, and if men can't <sighs> manage the if men can't manage the environment. In their favor, but instead allow women to have unbridled freedom and choice, their women will fall so fast that they will notice the change, not in the years, but in months. Sounds like he'll fit in in Afghanistan. Yeah. yeah. He he is from uh, Middle East or Muslim heritage. I figured by his last name, but... Yeah. Um, wow, there's a lot, of, lot to unpack there. Yeah. Um, about keeping us in in our right container by force. Yeah. Um. Someone should like keep an eye on this guy because he sounds like he's gonna be like the next person to kidnap someone and keep him in a closet. Like, yeah, like that room, sounds like a like sex a trafficker. Room. If you it really does. If you listener are in a closet, I rouge fee in his house or basement or where have you. Uh, I hope you're doing well. I hope you get out. Please call me. I will help you. And please come. Yes, please do call us. Please do get a hold of us and we will put you on the podcast. We love you. Listener in Rouge V's closet. Yes. Remember when we uh, read Bad Sonic the Hedgehog fan fiction? Yeah. I miss those days. (laughs) It was a little more lighthearted, huh? (laughs) Yeah. This this one, uh, there's a lot that we're going to be skipping in this entire thing, but I want to take the first episode just to really... Paint a picture of who this delightful young man yeah, is. That's why uh, a good portion of this first little blog post that he's put in this chapter. Um, I'm I'm reading the vast majority of that. I think. Wow, he um, is something. As the women of this era find their basic needs being increasingly met, and oh, how do- dare we yeah, have how- our basic human needs met? It's so weird that he uses the term basic needs. Like, that's a bad thing. Like that, that's what you're going to try and take from us is your, our basic yeah. needs. Like, Ta- you know, food, water, health care, so shelter. Those are the things that women should not be able to have. Yeah. Uh, 
Yes. Uh, and the direction of society moves towards one of automatic reverence to women instead of bemused skepticism of their childlike decision-making and behavior. Reversions will occur across all economic rising countries of the world, much to be much the shock of those local men who can't imagine women acting in any other state than feminine and kind. Okay, so, um... Childlike amusement. Amusement, yeah. So, um, you childlike know. decision. What was, what was the what was the thing right before the amusement that he said? There was something that he said oh, yeah, that yeah. was like, oh yeah, talk about that. Ah, uh, do 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 do. Uh, as the women of this era find their basic needs increasingly met, and the direction of societies move towards one of automatic reverence to women. Okay, yeah, that automatic reverence to women. So he's advocating instead for automatic repulsion by women or automatic. Yeah, not you shouldn't reverence uh, women. Yeah, he he uses this term later, uh, and I'm gonna say it now, even though I disagree with it, and it's hideous. But he says that you should not put pussy on a pedestal, if you've ever heard that. That's disgusting. Um, yeah, disgusting. Yeah. So instead, what you should automatically do when you see a woman is is what? If you're not supposed to... Revere them. Revere is a strong word, and you don't have to revere a person, but you should always respect a person automatically. Um, like male, female, in between, anything, really. Yeah, like just, you see a person, you should automatically... Yeah. Award them the respect that they are due as a human being, but he instead is advocating for who knows what to do towards women when you see them automatically instead, which is gross because yeah. we are not yours. We are people. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. When the true nature of women became clear in my mind, I was deeply pained because I realized that oh, no matter painful. where. So sorry. It's like he, he did like a. a... <laughs> He went up to the mountaintop and found Buddha, yeah. except it was just gross misogyny. <laughs> there's, there's a sketch comedy in there somewhere. somewhere. Um, I, I realized that no matter where I go and what girl I fall in love with, a certain environment or trigger will uncover the excrement hiding within my angel, and she will then give me her worst without a second of hesitation or moral doubt. Does he not have excrement? I think we all. Uh, uh, children's no, book he, once taught me that everybody poops. No, he he loves the smell of his own shit. Literally, when people <laughs> like when people are cut open or whatever after their death, that is what is inside of them. They just like reek excrement. So yeah. that's not female specific. That's just human yeah. and actually animals. I thought it really, was because when you die, rigor mortis makes you poop. So, Something like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm not an expert on that. That's so, another way I'm unqualified to be here. The reason I read this last little part is that he makes it very clear that no matter who you fall in love with, if, if they're a woman, mm-hmm. no matter how angelic they are... Uh, That's always just waiting underneath to come out. Yeah, there's they're deep down, they're evil. They're you could bad. make that argument for humans as a, as a species... You but, could make that argument, but he but for women it. specifically, it's very it's, fascinating ooh. that he only applies this like evil nature to women specifically. It yeah, really that's sounds, really gross. He hates women. It, he hates women. See, I thought we were going to say that he loves women, but he I hates he women. I thought we were going to have a discussion on the difference between chauvin- chauvinism and misogyny, but no, no, we're not. No, no this this dude is full on misogynist. Yeah. 
It's, I really do think that it's simply, he's thinking that all women eventually turn evil when really it's just every woman he's dated has realized he's an ass. Yeah. And exactly. treated him accordingly because that's what he deserved. Exactly. Uh-huh. So years and years and years of rejection because, well. Because of who he is as a human being. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, led him to think that this is what women are. And and here's the thing. Uh, he goes in and some t- he often is pointing blame at women for how he is. And that's not that's not something we want to be doing here either. That's it is it is not if if you rejected Rouge V listener in closet. Um, good on you. Good on you. <laughs> good, good job. Good and I'm sorry you. you're in that closet. It is not your fault that you're in that closet. It is Rouge V's fault. <laughs> also, but he probably did. Rouge V give give her a, the podcast, like give her a laptop to listen to this. Song. Now this is this is her. She's only scrappy. Way. She can find a way. Exactly. Go get him. Yeah. Go get him. But also, like, call me. I'll get you out. Yeah. Yeah. Give us a call. Yeah. You wanna you wanna give them uh, your number. It's on my card. <laughs> okay. Nine nine That was the most structured thing. And so here's where it's going to start getting messy. And now everything else, I would love to read a massive amount. I know. I, I see that. Um, however... It's just so messy. Everything is basically a rant. Some parts I'm okay dipping into little by little because the title of that blog post is something that may need a bit of explanation of where the hell he's going with it. Yeah. Um, but some of these, you just get it that he's a misogynist and there's no beginning premise that, uh, or thesis statement that he then tries to prove through premises. Um, it's just misogyny all the way through. Um, it scares me that there are still people who think this way and enough people that he can publish a book and it gets bought and read. Yeah. A series of books too. Because yeah. He, that is very frightening. Yeah. Because you want to bang France and bang Italy and bang Belgium. Yeah. Also, I just, um, bang Florida. I hate how, um, I hate how violent that is yeah it very much is mm-hmm. yeah i'm um, not a fan of that yep i am a fan of women having choices i don't know if that's clear no it's good uh it's been clear so far but i want to make that it's, it's abundantly clear it's, it's a good fandom to be a part of right yeah, yeah i mean i think so all right so i'm um, there's some parts of this next part that i've chopped up but i just want to go through because continuing on to the second post it starts with the biggest travesty that has happened to women in the past 70 years is not misogyny or sexism, but being put on the same education and work timeline as men in spite of having a completely different biology. Millions of women suffer every day because they're living lives that were designed and optimized for men. Most women lose the ability to have children without medical intervention at age 40. After that, it gets extremely hard for a woman to naturally conceive. And even if she manages to do so, she is 17 times more likely to transmit birth defects to her, chi- to her child than having conceived at age 20. Even at 35, a woman already sees a huge drop in her fertility. 
there's a bit of statistical manipulation he's using here. Mm-hmm. The chance of birth defects is like 0.000000, like 1%. So something being 17 times more likely... Is and, still very unlikely. It's still very unlikely. It does, like... Like, advanced maternal age does have an impact. It does. It does. It does. But, yeah. But, yeah. So, there's manipulation there. Mm-hmm. Um, and even even with that, that doesn't... <laughs> even with that small margin of change that, that occurs um, for birth defects between 40 and 20, um, that does not... That doesn't mean that you're not built for the workforce or mm-hmm. that you can't have aspirations for work. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes ahead and continues and says, the culture infects young girls with an obsession on career uh, so that they attend an expensive university How and, dare we? and rush to work immediately after graduation because you don't need a wage to live. Uh, yeah, like, of course yeah. you do. You're in, you're in student debt. Of yeah. course you're going to rush to a job after, unless you have the luxury of not having to. Yeah, but all of this is done with the grand design of enslaving women into the rat race during the most fertile period of their lives. We have one job, and it <laughs> is to pump out as many babies as possible, not to go to work. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. Uh, she may have. It's, it's Handmaid's Tale. It's literally a Handmaid's Tale. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say you guys have read that, and I'm like, yep, y'all are gonna have something to say there. Yeah. If a girl is lucky, she may have 20 fertile years start uh, starting at age 18, but during that time, she's expected to get a degree, move out of her parents' home with a vibrant big city, establish a career with her skills, uh, with where her skills remain in high demand. Fall in love with a man who makes more money than she does, marry him, feel financially secure enough to have a family, and then have her first child. Does this all sound reasonable to you? Does it sound reasonable, Brie? I mean, there are a lot of unreasonable expectations for women to do all of those things. Um, I just think that women should be able to make the choice that they want to make. Like, what is it that you want out of life? Go and do that thing rather than being told. Like, it, it is unreasonable to expect all of those things to happen. So I guess he's right about that. But but the thing is that he would want to enforce one choice. Yeah. And I think that women should all be able to choose what they want because we're not just baby-making machines. We're people. Yep. Also, I have um, been in my fertile years for a while now, and I still have some left, and I don't feel lucky. <laughs> fertile years suck. <laughs> Same. A woman may be thinking, but men get a head start in your plan. That's not fair. Well, yeah. You'll live longer than me, which is not fair either. Smackdown! Yep. Yep. Okay. Destroyed with facts and logic. Yep. Um, All that's required is obtaining the love and commitment of a man who is asked to impregnate a young woman who is a family-oriented and not a slut. Uh, that will not be difficult. In fact, if you fit this profile, send me a full-body photo, and I may wife you up, but please don't wait until you've sampled numerous penises, because by then your brain chemistry will have degraded to such an extent 
that you will sabotage any future relationship that contains genuine love from a man who wants to provide for you. What the f***? My... (laughs) Wow. May, May I say, this all started by women should not be sleeping around. Mm-hmm. And then, but he went into the first chapter being like, yeah, I was on TV. I'm expecting women to just throw themselves. And he me. literally has books about how to like screw women from different countries. So and obviously he's not hold himself to the same standard that he's ex- holding these women to. Exactly. It's weird. He wants, he, he says he wants a long-term uh, monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. And yet... And so if, if men sleep around, that's okay. That's fine. But if women sleep around, they're sluts. Then they're sluts, and they're disgusting, and their mental capacities have diminished. Also, men should be encouraged to sleep around. Obviously. Okay, but who are these women that you're sleeping around with then? Oh, uh, well, obviously they're, they're not the kind of women you respect. Apparently, well, obviously they're a high quality until they sleep with me, and then they're sluts. Yeah, because they slept with me, and then they don't like me, which makes them a slut. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. And also a hor- horrific double standard. Oh, most definitely. Um, uh, this thing is full of double standards. <laughs> I hate this. It is so <laughs> bad. It is so, so bad. So there's this there's this thing called the Madonna Whore Complex mm-hmm. where, like, in media, women are expected – like, women are either portrayed as, like, a virtuous Madonna or a whore, and mm-hmm. there's really nothing in between. Um, then Dan Brown comes in. And so, <laughs> so he's literally taking, yeah, I mean, that's another story, but <laughs> yeah, he's like literally taking his idea of the Madonna, but he's saying that all Madonnas are actually whores anyway, mm-hmm. but he wants to sleep with all of the whores and yeah, he, he wants to marry a Madonna and where are you going to find her? Yeah. Also, people so, aren't that simple. You can't. Can you see why he's so deeply unhappy? I can see why he's so deeply unhappy. I can also see why he's literally making everyone else in his life deeply unhappy. Mm-hmm. And like many women who have barely ever met him probably are now deeply unhappy because yeah. of that experience. And I'm so sorry. I do not want to meet this guy. No, I no, want to punch definitely. him in his stupid normal face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not advocating violence. We do not advocate violence. We do not advocate violence. It's. I just love it. Because, like, you expect him to be, like, the Chad meme or something. Exactly. You expect, like, bring me the horizon to play in his photo, but no. But he looks like literally anyone in Portland. He's literally (laughs) in, like, he's got the flannel and a beard and a pug. And, like, the douche haircut. So So he's, like, literally. he, He knows the image that would be appealing. And he's willing to go ahead and replicate that. But. But he does not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, okay. let's. We got to get to chapter two. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. So in that case, I'm going to skip over quite a few of these, uh, this stuff because there's plenty. But I will go ahead and I'll read the the title of these individual essays. Um, um, women are abusive when not socially constrained. Yikes! Um, <laughs> in the in this, I we've actually, always been socially constrained. Also, I, I want to touch on this uh, briefly. I know I said we were skipping through, but um, he goes on a website uh, called Signs of Emotional Abuse and goes ahead and makes a list of those signs and then slightly edits them. So it says something like, 
Most women make you feel as though you are always right. Most women, uh, they are always right. Most women give disapproving, dismissive, contemptuous, or condescending looks, comments, and behaviors. So he's literally demonizing women again. Mm-hmm. He's taking, he's using a list about emotional abuse signs in order to gaslight. Exactly. Yeah. And guess how many he uses in this? How many? All of them. <laughs> Naturally. Like, but he advocates for so much of Oh, this sounds like women. Yeah. Oh, this sounds like a woman. So I just want to stop on that. We may take that list out, read it, and then apply it at the end of this book to Rouge individually. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. <laughs> but uh, Because we want to hold him to the same standard. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, women are experts at wasting men's time. Wow. Uh, on this, I'll briefly say... He's got a whole book about it, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wasted a lot of time yeah, writing he, it. Yeah, he did. He wasted um, a lot of time. And women made him write this book, yeah. obviously. Um, he wouldn't have written the book if it wasn't for women. On this one, he goes on to say, like... Some, <laughs> he wouldn't be born either, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> the, the thing he complains about here is that women go ahead and they, like, have a nice little chit-chat with him and then, like, don't want to sleep with him and how dare they. What a waste of his time. What a waste of his to time. To actually, like, talk to another human being he, that that yeah. won't actually sleep with you? Like, what is even the point? He's like, they're, they're starting this conversation purposelessly, without purpose. I'm coming in with purpose to sleep with you. Um, but here's the thing. If they are talking with you, they're feeling the situation now. Right. And yeah. there's purpose in that. Just because you're blind to that purpose, Rouge, and you get rejected doesn't mean the purpose don't exist. This man is a straight up predator. Uh women age worse than men. Uh men and I would men- actually argue the opposite because women have makeup. And men have male pattern baldness. And men have male pattern baldness, which women do sometimes lose their hair as well. But do no shame on yeah. men. No shame on men on pattern baldness. No, of course not. For anyone. Uh, part of nature. Men and women are affected differently by life experience. Uh, I'll read a couple of sentences here. Experience to a woman is like a puppy suffering abuse at the hands of its master. Experience destroys a woman's birth-given maternal and compassionate nature. Okay, so why are you sleeping with all of them then? Experience destroys women because their brains are not constructed to receive it. Wow. So here's the thing. If you sincerely believe... That sleeping with a woman does those terrible things to her, and then that I, makes you a predator for doing that. He, I think he's talking, though he's talking about sexual experience here, he's more talking about work experience, which is <laughs> equally problematic. Just yeah, okay, in right. a different vein. One is sexually predatory, and one is don't get a STEM career, women. That will just rot your brains. Um, do women all that math? and science and engineering uh this entire chapter i would call a worm out out chapter uh essay essay. i would generous to call it an essay i wrote essays in college this is not an essay uh i would call a very lukewarm take uh which is do women improve the lives of men and he says yes but they are not everything that is necessary for a happy life which Sounds pretty fair. However, of course, it's filled with misogyny that's very... The misogyny is in the assumption that that is our job. Like, women are put here to improve the lives of men, Mm. not for their own happiness. Like, oh, if we are not improving the lives of the men in our lives, then we are useless. 
Like, that's our whole job is to improve your lives? Yeah, screw your life. that's bullshit. Your life's not important. Uh, Women use social networking to feel loved. Everyone uses social networking to feel loved. Exactly. Is is there any sort of, like, disproportion between women and men using social networking? Because they seem pretty even to me. Oh, Literally, that's how humans are wired. We're, We're wired to be social and to... Like chase after love from other human beings. That's this guy literally what we're you're, built for. You're, you're mistaken. Uh, this beautiful picture of him is not one of ego, nor is it uh, an attempt to receive more love. Uh, this this picture <laughs> on the back of his book uh, that has been painstakingly edited with perhaps not even his real dog. <laughs> Uh, and him going to all of these clubs to meet people. None of that is yeah, social networking. Yeah, none of that is social networking. Okay. It's, it's all fake. And mm-hmm. only women are fake. Yeah. Um, yeah. Women in their prime prefer sex with damaged men. This one was a little interesting. Uh, I'll read a bit of the first paragraph just to give you a taste. For the sake of your sex life, I hope that your mother didn't love you when you were a child. I hope your father abused you. I hope you had several dark periods while going through puberty, which led to ideations of hurting animals or other people. I hope you currently suffer from depression and rage. I hope all these things because you'll have a far easier time meeting women and getting laid than a man who is emotionally balanced with a clear head on his shoulders. Your natural game a result of legitimate abuse you may have faced will be perfectly suited to attract the modern woman. So he's basically saying abusive men are the thing that you should aspire to because you'll get laid more often. Um, well, he's also basically, is it late earlier? He was talking about how like he has slept with a lot of women. And so he's kind of saying from experience, from experience that like, I am a disaster, and that's why women like me, so trust me. Also, the other thought is, is it worth it to have better sex? I mean, I'm asexual, so, like, obviously, I don't know, but... Um, I mean, how much does a belt cost? <laughs> literally, is is living a whole childhood of, of horrible abuse, like, is is it worth it to have, like, a little bit more sex when you're older? Is it? Is I it? assume not. I would not think so. Especially if you're the dude. I think that wouldn't last uh, too too long to cover the span of years of abuse. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like it would be worth it. Yeah. Um, women who don't have babies go crazy. Holla at your girl. <laughs> Some women only marry men they can cheat on. Okay. All right. Okay. Now okay. we're on chapter two. Okay. This one's really, the opening is really big, uh, good, but I think I'll, I'll save the lion's share for it, but I'll give you a little taste, a little sampling mm-hmm. for next time. So you, you come back and hopefully you're out of the closet by then. Um, both the oh, person. Oh, oh, oh the, we the were person. talking about the person yeah. who has been no, also, living in his closet, in Ruth's closet, yeah. but also just in general yes. about people living in a closet. No one deserves that. Yeah, it, Be yourself. It's yeah. unrelated. We're, but, we're allies here. Unrelated. <laughs> yeah, it's not related, but but we do want that for you. Exactly. Yeah. Be you. Yeah. It's okay. You will be loved. <laughs> you will be loved. Um, improving women. Eight things American women must do to make themselves more attractive for men. Oh, I love being told what I must do. Also, I love knowing that my purpose is to be more attractive for men. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not going to read the eight because it starts out real early, but I am going to read you the first sentence. Sometimes I can be overly critical towards women. Oh, who knew? But, oh, I never would have guessed. But this under- whole book was based on that. But okay. <laughs> but understand that it comes from love, not hate. Does it? Does it? Though? I got no sense of that. Felt I no. Want, I felt exactly zero love. I want women to be the best that they can be. If American women follow the suggestions I've outlined from uh, for them below, they will truly be world class. Wow! What a service. Thanks, what a Rouge. Service. So one of the uh, things about abuse in here is being really bad at apologies. And right there, he apologized for being overly critical towards women, but then immediately said, but understand that it comes from love, not hate. So obviously, my abuse is he is really good at apologies. Mm -hmm. Why did you make me do this? Yeah, exactly. Why do you make me do this? Yikes. Why do you make me lock you in a closet? We should literally <laughs> keep an eye on this guy. Like, he could definitely be a serial killer. Yeah, this dude is definitely predatory. Predatory. Predatory, indeed. But we will pick up in Chapter 2. We will go much quicker through that one because I wanted to stick on that first bit just so you guys know what you're getting into. It took us an hour to read one chapter. <laughs> one chapter uh, for an hour. Was it, it worth it? Um, you, I mean, I mean, no. We have you know, to do another two or three of these episodes. How about this? Tell us if we're worth it at Page Burners Pod on Twitter. On Twitter or Page or Page Burners Podcast at Gmail dot com. That was a good segue. That was a good. Oh, you have an like email it. now. We do have an Aww, email. That's we also have a Twitter. It's so cute. And as of this recording, nobody is following us. Yeah, I don't have Twitter, so I will also not be following it. But you know. That's okay. Right on. Neither of us know how to use Twitter either. That's probably we, why no one's following you. We, we don't tweet, so yeah. <laughs> it's pretty mediocre right now, but yeah. they follow us anyway. Guys, you are loved. We we love you. We hope you're doing good. And you know what? I, I want to I wanna leave this one on kind of like a little up now. I know this is generally yeah. funny. <laughs> be good to women. Be good to women. Women don't are be people. And Treat be, women like people. Be good to yourself, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just be good. Uh, be good. Be, be best. Good person. <laughs> be best, but not Rush's best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't listen be to Be your best. Never your best.